Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Dr. D's Dating Diaries. You are going to hear a lot of anecdotal dating stories that are really hilarious. And I can't make this stuff up, honestly. What I want to do with these stories is I want it to be a teaching point and a learning point on what we as women do and what men do and how we can actually work together and actually start dating harmoniously and not have these horrific dating stories come up again. Take the time to listen to this. Have a laugh because I swear to you, I cannot make these stories up. But I also want you to take home a learning point and realize that both men and women have to heal themselves first before they can actually be good partners to one another. So let's talk about pen pal Sean today. Now, this will come out in a later episode, but my ex-husband's name is Sean. And so whenever somebody tells me that their name is Sean, I kind of just don't get attracted to them just because I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to deal with calling another person Sean. And there's a lot of bad memories attached to that. But with this guy, I was like, okay, let me take a chance. Let's let's try and get over that whole thing and let's chat with him and everything. And he was much younger And so that was fine. We met online and we were chatting up. And then, of course, he we exchanged numbers very quickly and he was texting me all the time. And within that same day, he basically said, "Okay, I want to take you out. Let's meet here, here and here. And so I was pretty impressed with that because I thought, oh, okay, this is kind of sweet. He's done the right things for me right? My criteria were met, that we started chatting online, we had good conversations, we took it off that side. I actually had his phone number because ladies, I don't trust anybody who doesn't give me their phone number. And I've got a very good guy friend who's like, oh my God, I would never give the girls my phone number. I'm like, are you worried that the girls are going to stalk you? And yes, ladies, some of us do stalk the guys when we don't get what we want. So I call it as I see it. So we can be just as bad as guys. We might have creepy guys, but we also have creepy women. If a guy's ghosting you, if he's not talking to you anymore, you thought you had a connection. Stop it. You didn't have a connection. He said those things so he could get into your pants. Get over it and move on. Don't seem desperate because it's not going to make him actually text you if you keep harassing him. If you do actually change your phone number or use your friend's phone to actually call him and he answers because he was ignoring your phone calls, he's going to get really aggressive. Why would you want that? Why would you want someone who doesn't want you? I mean, we've got to learn to have more self-respect. And by having self-respect means that if the guy doesn't bother to have the decency to say, hey, you know what, I don't want to speak to you. I got what I wanted. You gave me the cookie and now I don't need you. I need to go to someone else. Just chalk it up as a lesson learned in asshole them. You don't need that. You can just move on with your life and just 
Go your own merry way. Don't be stalking them because they get annoyed with it. They can get quite upset with you and then that just upsets you. And I know from a female point of view that sometimes when you actually have sex with a guy, it's very connected to our emotions. And so you actually have all those happy endorphins going through and you start imagining that you're having a life with this guy and that type of stuff. And that's just how most women are. But unfortunately, sometimes you have to actually realize that while you thought that he didn't, and so unfortunately, it's not going to go anywhere. And we have to learn that we need to have a sense of self-respect and a sense of what our worth is. And you're worth so much more than that, baby girl. You are worth way more than that. So it's not meant to insult anybody when I say have some self-respect. It's just meant to let you know you need to learn to love yourself to actually have that self-respect and then know that, eh, you know what, if he did that, it's his loss. It's not yours. It is his loss. He didn't realize what he had. If he comes running back later on, I mean, you can want to take him back. I personally wouldn't. Because once they've done something like that to you before, they can always do it to you again, right? So with pen pal Steve, he'd asked me out, he made the plans, he says, okay, I'm going to meet you at this place at 4.30 and that type of stuff. Now, having been in Vancouver for a while, I've actually learned that Vancouver people are superficial and flaky, which means half an hour before they're due to meet you, they will call and cancel. Or even worse, they will not contact you at all. And you end up going to this restaurant, waiting for this person, and they stand you up. And they never contact you again. And so I have a way of actually saying, and I know you can do it either way. If the guy doesn't contact you to confirm plans, assume that there's no plans and don't go, right? But if the, that's not what you want, then contact him, text him and say, hey, we've got plans for tomorrow. Are we still on? And so that's usually the way I do it. Yes, I know, ladies, I'm an alpha. I take charge. I like to know because I also have other things to do. Just because I've made plans with you doesn't mean that I don't have other plans with other people. Some of my girlfriends might want to hang out. But if I want to make plans with you, I need to make sure that I don't want to disappoint you or my girlfriends, right? And so, of course, I texted him to see whether we were going to meet. Nothing. Nothing at all. No response. So then I was like, okay, well, he's ghosted me. And I never heard from him for the next couple of weeks. And then a couple of months later, I see he comes up in my DMs on online dating again. And he says, oh, remember me and everything. So I looked at his pictures. I realized who he was. I was like, yeah, what happened to you the last time? And he was like, oh, no, you know what? I lost my phone. I did this and that. So in my mind, I'm like, you're a scam artist, man. What the fuck? Why are you doing all of this stuff? Maybe you found something better, but I'm not interested in all of that stuff. If you, if you lost your phone, you lost your numbers. Yes, it could be. It could happen. Like, I mean, when I was in Mexico a couple of weeks ago, my phone melted and I lost numbers, not out by choice. I don't know what happened to my iCloud, but it just didn't work. But, you know, it just seemed a little bit odd. And so I was very wary. And then he was like, oh, yeah, you know what? I want to cook you dinner at my place. Now, in theory, cooking you dinner at your place just means it's a booty call. 
And I wasn't up for that. And I was like, well, you know, maybe, but I think maybe we should actually meet somewhere midway because he lived in Burnaby. And so he agreed to it. And then this was very, very strange. Now, I do this episode immediately after Fatso Stevo because this guy also worked in HR. And don't get me wrong, we would get, we'd have lovely conversations, we'd chat really, really nicely and intellectual conversations about all sorts of stuff. But he worked in HR and after 4 p.m. every day, nothing. I wouldn't get anything from him. Now, a couple of times after that, because he'd constantly text me, I'd say, what's up with you? Because, I mean, I'm working during the day, so I don't have time to sit and text you all the time. When I come home, I can actually text and we can have conversations. So what's up with that? So he did do the whole thing of, yeah, you know what? I, I try to go offline when I'm actually at home, so I don't deal with my phone at all. Now, you know what? I am a Gen Xer, and he's most likely a millennial or a zillennial, who the hell knows? He was pretty young. But, you know, I get that a lot of the younger people like to go offline and like to do all of that stuff and everything. And that's awesome, right? But then it means you're not for me because I work during the day. That's the only time that I have time. And I mean, if I'm not addicted to my phone, my phone can lie here and I don't have to do anything. But if you're doing something like that because you think that there's too much stuff on there and it's just troubling you, it means there's something wrong with your coping skills and you need to seek help for that because I am not your therapist, right? And so this happened again. He wanted me to come over and then, of course, no plans, no contact from him. And so I just got fed up. I was like, look, you're wasting my time. I'm not interested in this. This guy, though, he was persistent. Every couple of weeks or so, he'd keep coming up. And then now he maintained his same cell phone number, but he'd text from a different one, a work cell phone number. And then he'd give me his number. Now, ladies, in the past, I would always have the guy's name, what his age was, and basically a brief description of him on my phone as a contact, because we all know that there's tons of men that are talking to us. And unfortunately for the men, there's not as many women that are talking to them. But that's besides the point, right? So we were just, he just kept finding me over and over and over again. And I couldn't, I couldn't understand why he was actually contacting me. And so he kept going on. He'd asked me out again. I was like, well, I don't believe you because you never, ever make these plans. You make the plans and then you just want to continue chatting online. And that just does nothing for me. I'm not interested in this. And so he tried it, I think, about the fourth or fifth time. And when he did that, I then got, I didn't get annoyed. I just basically set a boundary because obviously over the past couple of years, I've learned to actually set boundaries for myself. And so I think it was end of last year when he contacted me again. And I asked him, I was like, what do you want? He's like, oh, I just wanted to say hello and see how you're doing and that type of stuff. I was like, so are you interested in actually going out on a date or are you just going to waste my time again? So he was taken aback by my tone in my texting. He's like, oh, why are you being like that? I said, well, you've done this a couple of times and you seem like you're wasting my time and I don't have time to waste. 
So I'm sorry if you're not actually interested in actually meeting up with me. I am not interested in actually continuing to converse with you. And so, of course, he said, oh, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. And he left me alone. So, yes, I set my boundaries there. Now, in the past, I must admit, he had texted me. And in his defense, COVID f***ed up a lot of people, including him. And he clearly seemed like he didn't have many coping skills to begin with. So when COVID actually happened, it really messed him up. And I think he was scared to go anywhere, scared to go outside and that. So that could explain why he would set up dates and then he'd probably be paralyzed with fear and sit at home because he was so scared of actually getting COVID. And you know what? I I completely understand that. But then if you tell me that... I would understand it. I'm just assuming and I'm giving him the biggest benefit of the doubt by actually saying, oh, yeah, you know, this could have actually been the whole thing. But, you know, it it just made no sense to me because the one day he told me, oh, yeah, you know, he went out the one night. I was like, oh, that's good for you. I see. I'm glad to see you've gone out. And then he's like, yeah, and I met this girl there. I was like, then why are you talking to me? He's like, oh, no, but I still have feelings for you. And so I laughed at him. I was like, are you batshit crazy? What is wrong with you? You've never bothered to meet me ever in person. You come in and out constantly. And now you're saying you have feelings for me. I was like, how would you develop feelings for me if you haven't met me and you're now going and seeing some other girl? I was like, if you want to go see that girl, you want to date her, you actually went out with your buddies and you actually went out physically and met people. Good for you. I'm really happy for you. So I think he was surprised by that because a lot of guys also seem to assume that older women are desperate for them. Baby boy, we are not desperate for you. A lot of us have actually achieved financial security, so we don't actually need you anymore. So if we are playing around with you, we might just want to have sex with you. We might just want to have some companionship. But if you behave like a child, we are not going to accept it. Because quite frankly, most of us have had children, even the ones who don't have children like me, we don't want them. So we don't need to be mothering you. If you have mama issues, if you have all those things, go see a therapist. This is what I do not understand in a first world country. You guys have access to therapists and therapy. It's unbelievable. And I say that because growing up in South Africa meant that one, because of the cultural things, you wouldn't be seeing a therapist, right? But also, we didn't always have easy access to it. And the amount of trauma and stuff that we see there, I mean, my cousin was hijacked and he was taken for a joyride and they beat him and He was left in a place that where people in a dangerous place where people could have probably killed him. Thankfully, he found someone who basically allowed him to phone. They got the ambulance for him and everything. My aunt was murdered. And like, you know, I went to work the next day because I had to. There was no, yeah, you know what? You need to speak about it. You need to deal with it and all of that stuff. And that was a different, yes, I'm Gen X. And so we basically learned to actually cope on our own and do all of that stuff. But you guys now, essentially, younger generations, you live in a first world country where you have access to therapy, but you still choose not to go and you have such bad coping mechanisms. I mean, don't make your lack of coping skills another person's problem. 
Because if you're going to meet someone like me, who's actually done her healing and realizes her worth, I'm not going to tolerate you anymore. These stories that I tell you is because I actually, it may not necessarily have been low self-esteem. It may have been lack of confidence. There were a lot of things that were happening that I didn't realize that I had to deal with because as a Gen Xer, we just are told, suck it up, buttercup, and just move along. So there was a lot of stuff that I had to deal with. And you know what? I dealt with it. So I know what my self-worth is. I know what I value in a man and what I value in a woman. And I know when right is right and when wrong is wrong. And I also know to hold myself accountable if I've done something wrong. And that's a big thing for me because I've always held myself accountable, but I don't see men holding themselves accountable. With this pen pal, Sean, he basically wants to have a relationship on texting, but that's about it. But then keeps making dates and making promises, but then never fulfills them. And I don't even care to ask about it anymore because you trying to tell me that you went out to see another girl, that's not going to make me jealous. I don't care. Good for you. But then coming back and saying, oh, but I still have feelings for you. I was like, then get the fuck out of your house. When you've planned a date, actually go and meet me because I'm not playing your nonsense games. I'm also not coming in and meeting you for the first time at your house because that's just a no-no. It's a no-no for me. I will not do that. I know my self-worth. And ladies, please realize your self-worth as well. It's not worth it. You don't know if you're going to get involved with a serial killer who's going to chop you up into little bits. And like I said, this was another HR guy. So creepy. So that's the story for my creepy HR guy. Another one, as I said, with my ex-husband's name. So lesson to self, a note to self, don't even contemplate anybody who has the same name as my ex-husband. That is it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the stories, but I also hope that you learned something. Be safe out there, guys, and see you next week.